Hello and welcome back to Build Your Own Funnel, the podcast where we inbound marketers teach you remodelers how to build your own inbound marketing and sales funnel. On this podcast, we are never shy about diving into the weeds and giving concrete examples of campaigns that we have seen and run that have worked boosting sales for remodelers like yourself. I am your co-host, Malachi Price, Builder Funnel's inbound marketing consultant, and today I am joined by Builder Funnel president and co-host Danielle Russell and our consulting specialist and DJ Matt Ehrlich. I'll back it in there. Not to mention another special episode. We have a Builder Funnel guest on. So why don't we start by uh, just to give you a general overview. Today's episode is going to be about, uh, we're going to be going through a case study for one of our clients about how we helped a custom home builder acquire $21 leads using boosted Facebook posts. $21 per lead. That's fantastic. And presenting that to us today will be Jen. Jen, introduce yourself. What are you drinking? I am drinking a very hot cup of Nespresso coffee because I am on the West Coast and it is an inappropriate time to to have a drink and be working. It's not late. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe for a Thursday. Yeah. And who are you in the grand scheme of things? Like, oh, how, uh, who am I? How so sorry. It? So focus on my coffee. So um, again, I'm <laughs> Jen at work. Um, I have various names. New Jen, Spicy Mark Jen um smj just a variety of things um i'm a marketing strategist on the team champs very cool all right excited to hear more um first i i actually i was inspired by um danielle earlier uh in the day today had mentioned how she's drinking pumpkin spice coffee and i don't even drink caffeine so i i made myself a thing of decaf coffee um and i just self spiced it and totally worth it i definitely fall vibes right now yeah like it it's not pumpkin spice coffee or creamer or anything i just have like a jar of pumpkin spice that i just it's like for pumpkin pie or whatever but it works really well do you do you feel that like you get the same flavor profile i'm not the right person to ask because I don't drink coffee, but I think it's delicious. I can tell you that. That's all that matters. Don't take my word for it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, awesome. Um, Matt, anything special? Oh, no, I just had coffee with peppermint mocha. Um, uh, The mixer, not a mixer, what's it called? Uh, It's called creamer. Creamer, there you go. You know, we got we got Thirsty Thursday on the brain, clearly. <laughs> me. I think what he was My favorite mixer with coffee. Was Wait, what yeah. kind of mixer do you yeah. put in your coffee? Uh, sorry, creamer. Creamer in your coffee. And I, I do know, like for, it in. Uh, our, our raving fan listeners will remember that we are ranked number 62 in Ireland. So Ireland. that's all. <laughs> that's what Matt was thinking of is throwing a little mixer and making his Irish coffee. You know, that's oh. all. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you, since Dan? no one asked. Oh. <laughs> Jeez, will you take it back a step? I mean, be I, <laughs> I'm, I am stepping in with the like spicy Marg flavor. I'm ready for it. So I'm bringing some myself. Um, 
at the the time of the recording of this episode, it is still kind of Oktoberfest season. It's not really. It's in October. Um, and Oktoberfest is in September. But uh, still celebrating because we didn't finish all of our our Oktoberfest beers yet. So I'm just I'm gonna pop a nice bit burger direct from Germany right here for you. What a good sound. Damn. I know. I know. Thirsty Thursday, Friday Junior. Janet would have been okay if you had a spicy marg right now, but I know. I know. We'll carry on with the <laughs> this I just, case study. I was not sure what my work would look like afterwards. Like what my my yeah. Q3 reporting would look like. Yeah. I wouldn't tell anyone. But I am as someone who I am in large favor of Facebook ads. I think they work wonders absolutely hate everything that facebook and meta stands for and what it has done to our culture today um absolutely but i love to see results when they work hot take that's hot take danny that's what i'm here for um so i am really excited to walk through this case study with you jen because this is something that clients can implement anyone who's listening right now can implement this today and see similar results so extremely tangible extremely helpful and yeah, please tell us about this client. What was their challenge? Why did they come to us? And how did you solve this? Yes, these are all great questions. And I feel like my my hot take or your hot take is also a little bit my hot take. That's conversations I've been having with people in general about what social media has done to society. But in this case, we will talk about how social media can help you and use it to grow your business and grow leads. So let's always try to look for the good in others and things. And here we are. How can we find good in Facebook, also known as Meta? I don't know what we call it these days. Um, I'm a geriatric millennial, so I'm not sure what this name is. <laughs> but this client came to us um, at the end of 2021, and they were shifting their business from um, doing like prefab, pre-built homes to doing to custom builds, and so with a big shift like that in your business, they didn't have an email list. They didn't have leads. They didn't have anyone that they were already trying to like warm up to, to purchase, you know, whatever it is that they purchased to start the process to do a custom build. Cause they don't actually purchase, like, it's not like they come to you with wood and they're like, here, build this into a home. They say, I want you to build me a home, but they needed people to say that. Um, and so they needed leads. They needed some people to start nurturing and to people to say that like, hey, we're interested in building a home and then we walk them along that journey. And so that um, that was really their challenge. Do you want me to dive into how we fix that challenge? Yeah, tell okay, us cool. more. I'll tell you more. I have never a shortage of words, so I like to make sure. Um, so we have taught, I know that we are, the podcast is literally called Build Your Own Funnel. And so we will be talking about the funnel, right? The funnel, can you, whenever I think of like, can I calculate the shape? Um, so this, what we did is we, part of the process when you join and become a client at Build Your Funnel is one of the things we do is we create an ebook for you. We call this a premium piece of content. And we use that to really, there's can be a variety of things that it gets talked about in the book, but this one was a cost guide and really kind of understanding building your own home and how this client could do that for you. Our client, but for them, it would be, you know, looking for that builder. Um, 
And so we, sorry, the music is like. <gasps> what, the music is what? It's throwing me off. Is it too loud? I just, I like cannot focus. I. I feel like we're in an elevator and. Yeah, I um... thought it was gonna fade out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Do you, do you uh, want to no, take the is... how how we resolve their challenge from the top without okay. the elevator music? Yeah, that, I thought it was gonna like fade out, and then when it didn't, I was like, Jen, you've got to get this away from your brain. It just got louder, and louder. <laughs> okay, so, um, okay, so we have the challenge, and that is what we take, and we make magic happen, right? So. Um, one of the things we do when you become a client at Builder Funnel is we create an ebook and we call it a premium piece of content. And this is one of the tools that we use to get leads in for the builder, which is our client. And so we create this ebook um, and there's a variety of topics you can be on. This one talked about the cost of building a custom home, which just anyone wanting some marketing advice, people love to know the price of things. They're willing to give you their email if you're willing to tell them how much something's going to cost them. And that actually helps you because then you know that they've kind of pre-qualified themselves. If they know what the number is mm -hmm. and they still reach out, chances are that they're okay paying that price. Um, so that saves you a lot of trouble. But we create this ebook and then we have to figure out how to get it in front of people that could potentially be a client for our client. And so the way that we did that is we um, posted on Facebook. Like we all think to do if we have a business or have anything like let's put it on Facebook. And now the Facebook of 2015, which I like to call the wild, wild west of social media, you could post anything on Facebook and it would go viral. Or you would get hundreds of people liking it and like 50 people would be like, I want to sign up for that. And you'd be like, this is great. This is amazing. But that's not the case. We're in 2022. And so we take our Facebook post that we put thought into about what we were saying, the message we wanted to convey to attract the right people for that part of it. And then what we do is we boost it. Um, and that is just a fancy word for saying we put money behind it. And when we do that, we go in and we put in the right target audience. So one, the biggest thing is the location. So we only want this for, to be seen by people who are in his like geographical location, because we don't really care about someone in Washington if we're in Wisconsin. Like, that's great that they might want this ebook, but they're not going to help the client. So we, we, Facebook Facebook does a lot of things that are really rough and they're not always user-friendly and intuitive, but this part of it, I think they do really, really well. Really shady. They're, yeah. <laughs> it's very easy to kind of filter all of those things of like, here's the location I want. Here's some interest and criteria that I'm looking at. Um, you can just kind of do a lot of things to tweak that to figure out the audience that it's going to potentially be shown to. And then you put some money behind it. And then it goes out into the internet of Facebook, the interwebs of Facebook, if you will. And then people will see it. And if you've done the right targeting, the right people will see it and they will click on it and they will be like, oh my gosh, I need this ebook. I have been thinking about, we've been talking about building a custom home. I don't know how much it costs. I don't understand the process. And they will put in their email address and then you will have a lead. And that, that's, that's part of the strategy. Keep going. Yeah, I love that you bring up the the wild west of Facebook, also the pre-meta verse, mm -hmm. if you will. Yeah. Um I recently did 
all kinds of research on this because Kelly, our senior account manager, and I did a presentation in our community, RGC, go check it out, Modeler Growth Community, if you're not a member yet. Um, we did a live webinar on specifically this, and we also looked at uh, what organic traffic used to look like on social, and it was something like 12%, even just like five or six years ago, and now it is under 1%, just for context. So the next part that I know you're going to get into, Jen, is it is a pay-to-play world. Yes, you can post it. And then boosting it, where Jen was talking about actually creating, crafting that audience in the background um, to make sure the right people are seeing your posts. Uh, so critical. So critical. Yeah, it is. Um, and so this, I think it's good for us to note, too, that a boosted Facebook post is far different than creating a Facebook ad. It is like a Facebook ad is far more complex, more intricate. Like I really do even think you need, you have to nail down your strategy a lot more for that. Whereas with the boosted posts, if you know you have content that you want to be seen by people and you know that your target audience location and some, some things about them, their interest, things like that, the way that you can target them on Facebook. Um, this is a great way for you to get your stuff seen in front of other people. It, I would say if you were going to pay somebody to write you a Facebook post every single day, you would be, you might as well like light your money on fire. You might as well just like <laughs> every day, like burn a $20 bill because they're going to spend all this time crafting really great messaging and like finding the right graphic or doing whatever and, and coming up with the strategy of like, today, I'm going to talk about this. We, we shared this blog post, but today, tomorrow, I'm going to talk about strategy next week. We're, you know, they're, they're going to do all of that, but no one's going to see it. No one is going to see it because we live in a pay to play world now. So I would say you could take that whole budget of what you would pay somebody to post one post every single day and PS, it doesn't take somebody 10 minutes to write a social media post. So let's also just get that out there. All of my marketers are shaking their head. It doesn't, it takes so much longer. So you were to factor all that in. If you were to write one post per week and then target it appropriately and have the right piece of content that you want in front of people, that's going to help you which in our case was the premium piece of content to get more leads, to get more email addresses of people who are interested in having a custom home built in the suburbs of Madison, Wisconsin. Um, and then you put all that money towards that, you would see a better ROI and you would actually see leads. At the end of the month, you would have far more leads from spending that same amount of money boosting posts versus spending, somebody, spending money to pay somebody to write one Facebook post every single day. Facebook is inundated with crap and good stuff. We see the crap most. You have to boost the good stuff to be seen. You have to play. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> another thing that we found in the data is 22% of posts on Facebook are sponsored content. So right. one fifth of what you see, someone is already paying for you to see it. So you, whether you're aware of it or not, if this you, is what it is. Right. If you think yeah. that stat is crazy, I want you, after you finish listening yeah. to this podcast episode, I want you to go scroll your Facebook and I want you to pay attention. It's every third to fifth post you will see sponsored up there or ad. Like once you know that, you can't unsee it. You are like, oh my gosh, random post, random post, ad, random post, random post, random post, ad. Like people are paying. Yeah, this is a quick, 
maybe a quick digression here, but I find this fascinating. But it's the same thing on Reddit. It's the same thing on Instagram. Yeah. It's pretty much the same thing everywhere. Um, we're at the point now where th that's, you know, 20, 22% of all content. Are we at the point now where it's like cable television all over again? Like what, what percentage of cable TV was just commercials? Because I remember thinking, oh, how great we are in a post cable world where we don't have ads anymore, but it's probably just as much as it used to be now. Well, I think, I mean, it's, you, it was, if you think about it, most sitcom episodes are 30 minutes. And when you watch it without ads, it's about 20 to 23. So like yeah, 21 to 30% of it was an ad. And so, yep, you're right about nailed it. Nailed it. Here we are. The Back best part started. of this also is like- Late stage yeah, capitalism ruins everything. Netflix and Hulu now are like launching weekly episodes. Like, I don't know if you're watching House of Dragon, for example, but like- now it's cool to like tune in for the premiere episodes all over again. We're we're right back in it. It's all coming back. Mm -hmm. all coming and you back. have to have 87 different streaming services to watch 30 different shows. And it's just like at that point, you might as well just get cable again. And half of the ones that I have are literally because I steal my parents' cable login. So it's the exact same concept. Yeah. Um, I'm going to attempt to steer <laughs> us back on track here. Please do. Um, <laughs> Well, I'm, so for, for those of you who can't see, um, actually, we're not even sharing the screen, so no one can see this. Um, if you go to our case studies, <laughs> yeah, okay, listeners, um, if you go to our website, you can see this case study. But I just, Jen, can you walk us through, like, what is the anatomy of a really good boosted post, right? I mean, I'm going to call out some of the yeah. things I see, and then I'd love for, like, Mal, Matt, Jen, jump on in. But You call um, them out. Let's hear it. You know, okay, so I'm seeing short, punchy copy. So the post itself, I can easily read it and I want to click the link. The link clearly goes to a landing page, right? Mm -hmm. All good. The image that is associated as this, uh, the featured image of this landing page is intriguing. It's a house I would want to live in. That looks like a very nice custom home in a cute mm -hmm. little neighborhood where I could see myself raising a family, right? So you're like, it's storytelling, it's emotional. Um, the button associated with it, learn more. That's great. That's very top of the funnel, maybe middle of the funnel because you're saying download our custom home pricing guide. Mm -hmm. So learn more as the button on something that is clearly a middle of the funnel piece of content. Fantastic. You're pulling me right in. It feels like, you know what, this is very um, accessible. I'm going to click this link. Um, what else, is there anything else I'm missing here? What makes a really strong boosted post? I just really think visually, right? Because yep. how do you stop the scroll, right? Cam, my amazing specialist, and I talk about this all the time. We're like, shout out Cam. Shout hey, out Spooky. Cam. Backbone of Team Champs <laughs> is Cam. Um, we, how do we get them to stop the scroll? That's what we're thinking. And it's always the image. So if you yeah. are a custom home builder or remodeler, please take photos of your projects. People want to see them. I think, and you nailed it, Danny, the whole idea of like, you can see yourself in that home. That is the, that is what I'm trying to convey anytime that I am pushing anything out into the universe of the World Wide web is I want somebody to be like, I want that home. I can see myself in that home. I can see my kids playing in the front yard. I can see myself pulling into that garage. I can see, like, you know, just 
feeling themselves there. And so that's, I think that happens first visually is, is what I believe. Like I'm a very visual mm -hmm. person. I think the visual part is going to get them. And then, like you said, that punchy, quick copy. Yeah. hundred percent. It's, I mean, it's copywriting. It's, uh, it's an ad. Anytime you think of a social post, you should be thinking of like advertising copy, yeah. um, pro tip, uh, a real, a really cool thing that I saw recently at Remodeler Advantage Summit in September. Uh, there was a company who presented on his architecture. So if you're familiar with David Pollard, it was Livco, Live Companies. And he has photography of the families in their spaces, which is a an absolute game changer. And someone in the audience asked, you know, how do you do that? And his it's one of those moments where like the answer is so obvious you feel like a fool for not thinking of it but he said all i do is ask so he asks <laughs> i know every single family when he does a project he asks if they're willing to be in the photo shoot in the space and he said about 50 percent of people say yes they'd love to be so almost every single project spotlight and like his these kinds of images it's the actual family living in their new kitchen or whatever so you're really seeing how someone lives in their space how they use that space and really just that's next level that's a pro tip for anyone who's thinking about hiring a professional photographer and trying to invite families into the space that's a that solves itself yeah it's it's hard enough to stand out um even when you're boosting your posts or even when you're paying for these ads and things um so like if you're taking pictures of your homes, you definitely want to use those. You don't want to look generic and just be using stock photos and things unless you absolutely have to, but probably not worth, probably not worth it. Um, but better yet, like a way to look even more unique is to have people in the pictures because oddly enough, we're still at the point where that's very rare for home builders and remodelers to to have. So that's a good way for your ad to stand out and stop the scroll. I have a couple kind of rhetorical questions for you, Jen, um, because these are questions that I think the listener probably has. Um, talking about boosted posts particularly. Um, okay. Well, actually cost, cost per lead. Okay, so um, one of the things that you pulled off with this campaign is, let's see, $21 per lead. And to someone who maybe isn't as initiated, they'd be like, well, I don't know if that's good. Like, what's my frame of reference here? I can tell you. Oh, yeah, please the do. Industry average cost per lead is $47.94. So the client acquired leads at more than a two for one rate. Like uh, a buy one, get one free. Right. Yeah, that's less than half of the price of the industry standard. And even, even getting, you know, $50 per lead uh, that might mean that maybe your ad isn't as well optimized, but that's still pretty good. Like that's yeah. still a reason for you to want to be using this as a strategy, because if yeah. that's a good lead that you paid 50 bucks for, I mean, come on, that's gonna, that's gonna pay back in spades for sure. Okay, cool. And then, uh, boosting posts. Maybe I don't want to go all the way into creating ads and I just want to put money behind posts. I don't need an ads account for that. Do I? No. <laughs> um, that's a good question. No, I don't. Um, you might actually. 
I think you might. Mel, why are you trying to like put us on the so spot here's, right now? <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't. Someone call Cam. We need the backbone of Cam's I thought it was, on this yeah. episode. So here's, so here's where it gets real murky and tricky is a few years ago, I think it was much easier. And now I do think they do want you to set up that ad account because they want all that, which I my guess is maybe they are looking out for us in the sense that the, the credit card information and all of that in there, like you have it set up in the proper way. Um, so I do believe actually, yes, now you do need to have that. It's called a Facebook ad account under ads manager, but you're not, a boosted post is not, a, it, it's not the same process as a very like di deep dive into a Facebook ad. It, once you get that it's basically the billing portion setup of that. Then you can go in and you can click the cute little blue button that says boost pose. Beautiful. Um, great. And then one last question for you. For someone who has never spent a dime on Facebook but is, is using Facebook, aka is creating posts, not boosting them, probably no one's seeing them burning their dollars. Oof, that sounds mean, doesn't it? Um, but just so it's you know, listener, if you are doing this, you are still ahead of the game. You're on social media. That's great. But what, what do you think is the first logical next step? How do they get their foot in the door of actually boosting and doing this more advanced level of Facebook marketing? Well, I think that they should be, I think first they should shift to a quality over quantity for posts. Right. I think that they should spend mm. more time mm -hmm. crafting posts that like you said, like Danny said, if you're writing this, think of it as I'm writing an ad, like not that I'm just like throwing something together to get likes, like I'm writing an ad, like, what do I want people to do from here? Like what call to action would I want? What do I want to gain from this? And it doesn't always have to be a lead. It could be sending somebody to a blog post where you just want more of that knowledge. We we go, we do all different levels of these boosted posts where we're sending traffic to the website where and then on that website that specific blog post page that they're looking at there might be that a call to action which we call a CTA for them to then download this ebook so it can be different stages of things what i would do is start out writing less posts but writing better posts may and what we just talked about where we just broke down like what is a good post look like getting good images writing good punchy copy what, where are we sending them to and why? Like coming up with a, not an in-depth strategy, but just a little bit of a game plan, right? Like go into it with the game plan of like, I would like more people to see this blog post. I would like more people to see our process page. I would like more people to see this ebook. And then all of this, these boosted posts are $25 a post. I spend $25 for five days and that's it. And then I do that once a week. Like that's a very tangible, like I'm not telling you to spend hundreds of dollars every week. $25 on one post for five days. And, and then I think what you're gonna, what you're gonna need to do potentially is play around a little bit with your audience and what you're looking like and what it is in there. And so um, just full disclosure, when you are making ads, like what, when we make ads of any type, whether it's on Google, on Facebook ads, on boosted posts, we have parameters because we are talking about housing. So we have to be a little bit strategic and, and the, the, the audience interests in those type of things. And so we use a variety of things. We use things about like, um, like something that you might think is silly, like P 
people who are into beer, people who are into fishing, like thinking about what is like big in that region and those, and like who your target market is, who your avatar is, think about those traits and start with those interests and see what happens. And you're going to have to do some tweaking, right? The way that I, when we get on new client and the way that things look when I'm boosting posts evolves, there's a lot of iterations in those first couple months as I'm learning more about what Facebook likes, what the right audience is, what the right copy is, what the right imagery is, because it's also different for each client. So, but I would say start small, less, right? Less posts, right? Better posts, $25 per post. Hell yeah. Okay, so in sum, stop creating so many posts, start creating better quality posts, mm -hmm. um, start small and put a little bit of a boosting budget behind that. And then once you're feeling like spicing it up a bit, play around with your audience and more of the specific details and work up. Hopefully by the end of this episode, this doesn't seem scary because ultimately, listener, it's going to save you time, honestly. All right. Do we have any final takeaways on this one? Can't hear you, Danielle. I have two, actually. That's because oh, I was eating myself, unlike Matt. So one takeaway is that when you're thinking of your audience on Facebook right now, it is either customers or future customers. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you are writing to both of them. Your goal should be to increase leads and also to make lifetime clients out of the people who are already following you. So the only types of posts you need to be posting are geared towards those two audiences. Don't even think about anyone else. Think about the right audience to become a customer and then your existing customers and making them happy and making them love you and making them feel seen and appreciated. So that's it. You don't have to overthink it. And then second takeaway, just a reminder, dear listener, that boosting social posts is just a tactic that is tied into a strategy to help you accomplish your business goals. So yes, this is a really tangible deep dive into exactly how to uh, make a really strong boosted post, but the strategy was to increase website traffic and to generate more leads using this premium content campaign because the client's goal was to grow his business and to sell custom homes. So just remember that like, this is just a, a really small piece of the puzzle. It's really important and it really works well, especially when you work with someone like Jen who knows what they're doing, but it is a small piece of this huge grand scheme of a digital marketing plan and strategy that is designed around your business growth goals. I am. I have one thing that came to me as well that I think is really worth mentioning that, so when we talk about these particular type of leads and boosting this post, I would say in the funnel, in the marketing funnel of top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel, these are more middle to top leads. So they're going to need some nurturing. So this is, so this is, we have different ad strategies for each one of those levels. And so when I spoke earlier about maybe sending people to a blog post that you want them to get that knowledge on. That's more, again, even still that lead 
is more top of funnel. If we want more of a bottle, bottom funnel lead, we are going to be doing a different ad strategy approach. So I think that's important for you when you go out and you're doing this. I want you to think about where that person is going to be in their journey. And most likely from the boosted post, you're going to need to continue to warm them up and carry them along in their journey to, to be your full-fledged customer. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jen. It was a pleasure having you on the show. I guess um, the conclusion here is you, if you're if you're doing baby steps, um, try try boosting, try revising your approach to social media. But also, as we were just saying, there is a bit more to it. Make sure that that's part of an overarching inbound marketing strategy. And my recommendation for that is just to learn more about how that works. And by the way, that's kind of what this podcast is for. So maybe we'll see you on the next one. Danielle, we have a website theme coming out. What's up with that? You know what else is a really great strategy is having a website that is designed around performance. And by performance, I mean lead generation. So our foundation, as she is named, is this is a website theme built on HubSpot that is designed purely to help you accomplish your growth goals and to drive more organic traffic to rank for local SEO, to perform at a high level in terms of page load time and uh, actual lead generation. So you can add on anything from lead generation campaigns to adding on our blueprint. So you too will have a 12 month strategy to help you grow your business alongside the foundational piece that is your website. So definitely check us out at www.builderfunnel.com slash website. Join our VIP list where you can stay informed, know when this website theme will be available to you, the listener, to purchase from us. And can't wait to see you on that wait list. She's growing quickly. So hop on in. Cool. Very exciting. All right. I think we'll conclude the episode here. Matt, go ahead and play our theme music so we can jam out. Prost. Thanks again for listening. I hope you had some good takeaways. Uh, have some fun playing around on social media and we'll catch you on the next one.